Podcast. 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 Are we saying podcast? Welcome back. Welcome back to Fanboys and the Filthy Casual. Back at you once again. As usual, this is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold. Um, today we're going to be starting off in a little more somber news. Um, you know, normally when we do potpourri, we, we, we kind of try to keep it lighthearted, usually something funny or anything. But, um, you know, we, we don't necessarily tend to do news a lot. But, you know, something happened today that, that was, I guess, newsworthy, pop culture worthy, that was enough for us to kind of talk about it. So, um, Louis, you want to um, um, mention to the, the audience what, uh, what we're talking about for potpourri today? Yeah, so unfortunately, as of today's recording, it's uh, it's been com- going around the news that Glee actress um, Naya Rivera, she played uh, cheerleader and Glee singer, obviously Santana, um, has gone missing uh, after um, I guess visiting a, a lake or river with his with her son. Uh, so it's it's kind of it's it's a big bummer. Um, you know, if you follow our pod. Uh, we've told we, we talked about the ups and downs and how we really 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 loved that original cast of Glee and how it was more or less kind of you know it, it was a game changer and you know Naya Rivera and her character Santana was a big part of it so yeah it's it's very somber news tragic actually if anything um, and it's really it kind of put a light unfortunately on the tragedy of the you know original Glee cla- uh, Glee cast excuse me um, you know if if you looked up. You know, as of today's recording, there is an unfortunate and, you know, kind of obviously it's, a, it's low hanging fruit. You know, a lot of the trends on Google and on the, all the uh, all the aggregate sites is, you know, they're starting to seem like a bit of a glee curse. So, you know, it's, it's tragic. We don't wish it upon anybody, any for the clicks or for the attention, but it's it's a tragic news story. Like I, like I said, it kind of hit close to home. Yeah, and you kind of mentioned like literally close to home. Um, I mean, it's just Lake Peru. It's like, you know, just like less than, what, 30 minutes from where I am right now? Yeah. 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 That's just and, yeah, 30 minutes north, dude. That's crazy. And just just the news of, you know, apparently she and her, her son went on a three-hour boat excursion. And, um, you know, just based on what she said, they said that they went for a swim. And she just so happened that she uh, never, like, came out. So, it's, yeah, as you said, really tragic news. And... Um, you know, uh, Harold and I were kind of talking before we started recording. Um, you know, while there are a lot of characters, uh, uh, good characters in Glee, um, I think Santana in particular was you know, not just because she was beautiful, which definitely I think all three of us would agree. Um, but her uh, character was one of the ones that actually like really was fleshed out uh, and actually transformed throughout the seasons. You know, starting from just the mean girl to in in her own way, she started growing up. She started kind of developing. And um, you know, unlike other characters, I, I thought that she had a pretty good character arc in her storyline in Glee. Yeah, I, I was telling Dennis, and I, my other friends know this as well, that of all the characters on that show, she was literally, she was not literally, she was my favorite character. Because like Dennis said, she did, she was the for me, she was the only real character that developed. Like everybody else, pretty much stayed static, but doing their characters in different settings. So you know, everybody who was doing their thing when they were in high school, they were doing the same thing when they were in college. But with her, it was like, yeah, she transforms from the regular popular cheerleader 
who you actually hate in the first couple of episodes. And then you learn, oh, she's talented. And then she's more than just a cheerleader. And then she has that, um, she has that, uh, the first, not the first, but she has that relationship with Brit, her other cheerleader, Brittany. And that becomes one of the best storylines that ever happened in the show. And literally when I heard the news last night, the first thing I thought of was she did a performance of a medley for Adele's Someone Like You and Rumor Has It. And it was it's my favorite performance that Glee has ever done because she gets a chance to just belt. And like the emotions in her face when she's doing it, when she's singing the song, and then everything that happens afterwards. It's such a great performance. And from that's the moment where I was like, okay, she needs to be more of a focus for the show because they're missing out on the best character. And yeah. Oh, good. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, and, and, and as, as Lewis kind of pointed out, um, you know, one of the, the saddest things, and you're, uh, Lewis, you're right, you told me to go, you told me, or you kind of told us during the message to Google um, Naya Rivera, and you're right, the very first thing that pops up, kept on popping up, was the Glee curse. And, you know, um, that's a, what, now Santana is gone. We have... Um, Corey, um, what was what was Corey's character's name? Right, we forgot. Uh, Finn. Yeah, Finn, and you have Puck um, that died. Also, are we missing? Is there anybody else aside from those three? Or, I mean, well, even, even with that, that's. I mean, there's like we talk about later. There's the issue that happened with Leia Michelle recently. Probably, but, real quick, time on who who's barking right now? Is my no, dog barking? Not me. Oh, can you hear my dogs? Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Okay. I want to make sure I'm not imagining things. Go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what the heck they're. I think they're anticipating that the fireworks are going to come back again sometime. But <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> um. Yeah. The the sad thing is, it's like not even peripheral characters, but three main 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 characters that established who the show exactly was, and who lasted throughout the, the like the whole time that they were there. So, I mean, there's also a another clip of Naira Vera singing the song. There's an, the episode where they do the tribute to Cory Monty. And oh, yeah. she gets to sing a song for him uh, that's called If I Die Young. Remember that song, If I Die Young? Yeah. And she performs it and she, she breaks down in the middle of her performance. And it's like so heartbreaking to watch that performance back if you ever guys ever get a chance i uh, I, I suggest watching it again it's also sad because one of the one of the lyrics is uh drown me in a river Oof. and and it's like oh like a little too it's oh man it like what so for me like this morning watching her performance of doing rumor has it and someone like you and then at, right afterwards watching uh, if I Die Young, it's like two of her best performances, but not just the singing, it's like the emotion she puts behind it, and then having to hear how prescient the words are with um, with uh, um, the If I Die Young song, it's just it's so de- it's just sad to, to hear. Yeah. Well, you know, um, prayers definitely go to the family of Naya Rivera, um, and uh, really sad, really tragic news. Um, um, coming out, and um, I think that's our poopery for today. Um, in a little bit of lighter news, uh, we do have our some usual of our shticks. 
Um, speaking of shticks, um, you know, we've been doing uh, something called Two, uh, Two Guys, One Rod. Um, and Lewis has been all of a sudden busy for some reason. What's going on, uh, what's going on with that, dude? Uh, I have, city, I'm, I'm, I'm like telling you. Yeah, dude, I think somebody caught wind at work that I bought a license from the state and dumped so much work on me. So I'm a little, I'm a little upset at that, at that. But you know, uh, thanks to to you and uh, for supporting the habit because just today we were gifted. My son was gifted with his own rod, uh, which is a good seven footer compared to my five and a half footer. But it's not about length, you know, listeners. It's about the skill, and yeah. it's not like a weird father-son thing anymore. God, I should stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you—it you, sounds like you had a pretty successful week, then. How, uh, how's, how's week four or three of of uh, week, sports week, fishermen? <laughs> week three it was it was pretty cool. Um, we I went out on Tuesday, and I decided to bring my wife, and um, my my wife caught uh, one fish. Um, my my daughter caught two. Uh, nice. Um, and I gotta tell you, I felt real. I felt a lot of pressure. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Damn, these guys are these guys are um, like uh, you know catching stuff. And I finally caught one. Um, not not the biggest thing in the world. Um, definitely bigger than the fir- my first fish that I talked about, which was like two inches or something like that. Um, this one was actually like um, more than a handful. Um, but I, I I gotta tell you, um, I will have to admit to it. It was a fluke. It was an accident for me to catch the uh, the fish, because like um, you know, uh, you ha- Lewis, you know, you have, and Harold, of course, have fished before. You have to kind of cast it out, and my um, the the I, I don't even know what it's called, but the thing that kind of locks the the line in, in mid uh, mid uh, throw um, lock, locked in, and so instead of going flying out, it only actually flew like maybe four feet in front of me. <laughs> And it went bloop. And so I was like, oh, okay, let me get it. And the moment I started reeling it in, I feel a bite on my my No rock, way, on dude. My, on my, my, my hook. And I caught it. It was it, it was a pure luck, pure accident. And but I was like, no, I'm 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 kind I'm I'm counting that as a win. Uh, I'll take it. That's a, did you give it a heart attack? <laughs> I surprised it and it jumped. It's like, ah, God damn. Funnily enough, the hook was in its tail. No, no I'm joking. I'm joking. Jeez, dude. Oh, wow, dude. No, Harold, um, Lewis and I were kind of talking about it. Um, you, know, you know how we talked about how there's like a, almost like a, a fanboy culture in terms of, um, in terms of fishing. Um, one thing that I was telling Lewis that I noticed, um, I've been looking online for YouTube videos of like how to tie <laughs> knots, um, like what kind of rigs um, is best for like, you know, th- what different fish. And there's one thing in common in all these things. Um, Harold, I'm going to let you guess real quick. What is one thing in common in all the fishing videos that I've seen so far? Is it huh? Is that all white people? No. Surprisingly, nope. no. <laughs> no. There is, is diversity. I'm sorry. There is diversity in okay. YouTube. Is, diversity. But the fishing, one, yeah, fishing YouTube is actually a very diverse crowd. <laughs> Surprisingly. But the thing is that the, the one the, the one common thing is they have pretty much the same accent. <laughs> They're like, okay, y'all, um, um, this time around I'm doing a Carolina rig. 
and this is pretty good for our base. See now I don't see now I don't feel too bad about being kind of racist. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's the thing though, uh, the the accents there, and you're like, nope, that's not a white guy. <laughs> yeah, that's, there's I'm Chinese guys with the same accent. <laughs> no, there's like this Hispanic kid in Modesto who talks. Like that. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, okay, cool, Javier over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So up here, here can show us how to do a drop shot rig. I'm here. This is my rig, my drop shot rig. Uh, I do a Carolina rig using, you know, using a 12 inch worm. But this time around, I'm like, oh crap. So Dan, uh, I I don't know if you want the audience to know, but I guess you're going on vacation this weekend. Um, You're going out of town. Do you plan on fishing when you're in your vacation spot? I am going to look for a um, because you know it's weird. we're going out definitely we're we're, and we're gonna we're going down the coast um so if you see me down the coast you you <laughs> but um since most of the things are closed uh, really uh, literally or not really what what we're doing is we're going to like well, we're planning on going the river uh, first um we're, we're planning on hitting up a couple of lakes um you know and make sure i'm not swimming in the lake um you know and, uh, but I'm, I'm i'm definitely gonna i have my my poles uh, and the ready have my gear ready um that's something that i'm going to tell you and i will report back um how my fishing expedition goes but i think lewis uh, you're going to be going fishing this weekend too right yeah so the plan is to check out lake arrowhead apparently uh to the fishing fanboys out there like dennis mentioned if uh you know, if you're worth your ride, you got to go out to uh, Castaic or Arrowhead. So we're going to check it out this weekend. Hopefully it'll be productive. It'll be fun. It'll be a good change of pace. Um, you know, I've only gone pier fishing and artificial lake fishing. So we'll see how it is actually out there in, in God's country out in, out in the San Bernardino. I don't know if it's called God's country, but yeah, we're going <laughs> to see, you, how, we're you, gonna see what it looks like. Are you renting a, a boat or anything, or are you just going to fish off the beach? Yeah, we're going to try off the beach. We're going to try off the beach. Um, I'm not sure I'm making barge money yet, nor do I want to risk, you know, <laughs> doing it out there. And, you know, by the time this, this goes out, it'll be past my sister's birthday. So if I hijack my sister's birthday, my bad. <laughs> well, Louis, make sure that if it's Arrowhead, uh, you're using a Carolina rig. Uh <laughs> Make sure, make sure you use a glass bead and not a, a plastic bead because this, the clicking sound will attract the bait. <laughs> I will take yeah, – thank you, Jeb. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay. Um, last segment we're doing before um, we get to our main stuff is, um, you know, um, Harold and I have been doing uh, animal drop-ins. Um, Harold, any interesting uh, developments for um, Animal Crossing th- this last week? Uh, we just had the update drop uh, last week. So this week was actually the first time that uh, a lot of the players have gotten to tr- try the um, new um, uh, things to do uh, on your island now. And the first thing that you're able to do now is uh, swim in the ocean. So or swim, in, yeah, swim in the ocean. And uh, I haven't had the chance to yet, but have you caught a scallop yet? I have caught a couple of scallops already. Did you already have that guy come and uh, yes. try to? S- I haven't caught a scallop yet, and um, I think <laughs> it's, it was so also. I, I know, but it's been raining a lot on my island, and it's hard to see stuff when it's raining. Oh, okay. over there. So, like, um, uh, hopefully, when this is uh, when this episode is done, I'm gonna go back to it. But uh, it's it's interesting because I thought that when you find like the little bubbles coming up. 
that you have to dive directly on it. And I didn't know that you can literally swim underwater. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just diving. <laughs> and I was like, I keep missing, man. And then like maybe the third day and I was like, oh, I can follow the bo- Oh, damn it. <laughs> There's some shadows that actually move around. Yeah, I found that out on the third day, not the freaking first day when I was like, oh, yeah, look at all these bubbles. I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, it's, it's funny. I, I don't know about your experience, but, you know, one of the things that I loved about um, Animal Crossing, especially at the beginning of COVID-19, was that it was just really a distraction. You know, I spent, I would find myself spending just time like fishing and everything. And there's some, you would imagine that, um, like, and pun intended, that, there, that, that this would only give you a little depth. Um, but for some reason, just the act of like swimming around and diving for like, you know, scallops and mussels and all those things, there's something like entertaining like about it that I don't understand yet. So, and I guess it's just, again, the appeal of Animal Crossing. But um, it's, like a, it's like a live action ASMR. Like <laughs> everything's, everything's satisfying about like, the the uh you know just the relaxing being pretending you're in an ocean and like just swimming and you know trying to relax and whatnot and then just like or in just the game in general is all about like you know relaxing doing all the things that you think that's just somewhat productive but at the same time relaxing like your real life fishing stuff yeah um which by the way i'm kind of crossing over to um the the other segment is as we were fishing, my wife, um, when um, she started feeling nibbles, she she actually used the words, oh, I have to hit A uh, to catch the fish. I was like, yes, yes. It turns out A worked because she caught a freaking fish. Which don't you know, where's, the a, where's the A button on this rod? Exactly. <laughs> you got to keep spamming the reel. Um, you know how we, I do like some of the somewhat – dirty jokes about like the my friend that lets me on the island and stuff mm-hmm. and then lets me like dig around in her holes and everything yes um, what <laughs> yeah exactly i i was actually talking to her today and people were walking by our conversation and looking at our faces like is there something going on between you guys because i was like hey um let me on so i can go dive for some pearls and i'll make you a pearl <laughs> necklace <laughs> <laughs> and then after I find your oyster, yo, <laughs> hey. and I was like, this, I was like, this conversation is so one-sided right now because these other people were literally like, "What are you guys talking about?" And then I had to be like, "I'm gonna let I'm gonna let this one on the reel for a little bit here, <laughs> and then I'll be like, okay, we're talking about a video game, and then." <laughs> Then it just said because the one person who was like, "Aren't you guys old?" and I was like, "You know what? Yes, <laughs> yes, we are." <laughs> but still, let me have my fun. <laughs> let me do my dirty jokes to this woman. It's um, not sexual harassment, I swear. <laughs> uh, the other thing, Harold, is um, I think you and I have actually some. Like, I had a pretty successful night yesterday. Mine was three hundred fifty-two bells. Uh, my my Turner prices. Oh, what's yours expected to be again? Mine is expected to be. Let me see here. We turn up, pull up my website here, ac-turnup.com. Uh, Friday it. p.m. Expected high five hundred and eighty-two. Yeah, 
damn it. More than likely about 5.30. And that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's the sad part. I was going to wait until... To, uh, until um, I was going to wait until tomorrow, and then I realized, crap, I'm going to be at the river tomorrow. And There's no reception up there. Yep. So Wait, no. Actually, remember last time we were up there, I had reception. So you guys borrowed my phone so you can call your wives. Exactly. Um, and then, I used, and then I, used, I used my reception to Instagram and Snapchat stuff. I think T-Mobile, uh, not T-Mobile, um, uh, AT&T has sucky reception over there. So it's going to be interesting. Um, last thing that we're going to do is um, last episode, we actually did some gateway um, shows um, and just to introduce us to different shows. So um, some of us um, actually did our homework, and we. Actually, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. We're doing, and uh, some of us, um, you know, screwed the pooch. So, um, so I, I, I know I know for a fact that I watched two of them. How about you, uh, Lewis? I was able to watch one, so I actually watched your Star Trek recommendation. How'd you like it? I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it was uh, the episode is called technically Chain of Command, but if you Google it, Dennis is right. Like I, I guess the Trekkies call it the Four Lights episode. I thought it was a really solid choice, really good, uh, good pick. Then for somebody who's not familiar with Star Trek, I mean, if you know what Star Trek is, it's about space. Obviously, don't go. It, it, this is this. I thought it was a really good introduction to like who the main characters were. Uh, there was a lot, a lot of dialogue about like everybody's strengths, and then yeah, it it showed like the kind of. I thought it was actually pretty topical, but I guess that's the thing about Star Trek. It's pretty topical in any day and age because like the subject of it, I mean, yes, the, the big catch is, you know, unfortunately uh, Captain Picard, the main character being like interrogated by this quote unquote terrorist organization, but it breaks down into like a really good philosophical argument of like military might versus science. And like, that's great. Like that is really solid introduction to next generation and like yeah it made me want to see like where are they going to go from here who was that d-bag captain that took over the enterprise while he was captured um (laughs) is you know is is um oh dude first in command was that guy's name a beard guy Riker. Riker. like is he gonna get his chance (laughs) (laughs) i like that dennis like Riker. Like, is he going to get his chance to shine as a captain eventually? Like, may- maybe that would be, like, uh, something that's going to happen in the future. But, yeah, like, like we premise, hopefully it was something, you know, we all hope that the episodes we recommended would, you know, get their hooks in. And I, I want to say, yeah, it got it, it, got it in. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll definitely be checking out more episodes, or at least it's going to be on my uh, – I added it on my list on both uh, Hulu and Netflix. So, looking forward to it. Um, I actually was able to watch two. Uh, like I said, I watched um, Parks and Rec and uh, the, 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 the episode that Harold talked about. And I actually got to watch a season five, episode one of, uh, of Doctor Who. So oh, I'll, okay. I'll start with um, Parks and Rec. Um, I, have to, I have to tell you, uh, Harold, I did not laugh until the end. Oh. <laughs> like, and, and I think it's like it was painful. <laughs> like, like everything going on was painful. Like, I'm um, him. Uh, like the um, the the basketball the the basketball legend. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, talking. Um, just the way their 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 attempt to try to get to the uh, the actual meeting was was all painful. And it's you're super right. Depressing. It was depressing. But it wasn't until 
Um, what's the what, oh, crap? What's the song again? Get um, on your feet. Uh, get on your feet. It, it wasn't until that moment where they started walking out. That was the only time I was like, oh my God, okay, this is actually funny. <laughs> the, the, the thing was, that was like the last, what, six minutes of the show? Yeah. And you had, like, I, like, you had to, at least for me, I had to, like, suffer. And, like, I really felt bad for these characters. Like, but yeah. I, I felt bad for, for the woman. I, I felt bad for, um, for everything. But it, it wasn't until, like, the, the song, like, I know you said it, but the fact that they kept on playing the, the snippet of <laughs> your feet every so often, it was, like, genius. So, I don't know. If, if, like just based on that, I'm thinking I might try to um, try to uh, go th- go for a little bit more. But um, I have to tell you, the first uh, the first two thirds of it, I was like, man, I-, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. I don't know if I'm gonna like it. it was like <laughs> that one third is like, okay, damn it, it got me. Like I was I was actually <laughs> like I was like giggling the whole time uh, when um, like w- like and it was still it was the it was still painful comedy where like. Where, where you're, when she realized that there was no step to go to the the podium, and so they had to like like she had to crawl crawl over um, some some other guy, and then silence, and then as she's doing, all of a sudden you hear "Get on your feet!" I'm like, damn it, this is this is hilarious. So uh, a good a good choice for that one, Lewis Doctor Who. Yes, I have to tell you. I didn't realize it was Karen Gilliam. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Like, like, <laughs> We're like, used to seeing her in makeup and like all this, blue. And I know. <laughs> why is this person familiar? Why does it? Why does this person's face look so familiar? It's like, oh, oh, okay, <laughs> Nebula. Yes, <laughs> she's she's not blue. Okay. Um. So real quick, is it intentionally bad? The um the the, the graphics. Hey man, <laughs> yes, it's supposed to be a little like it's yeah. I guess I guess that's kind of the. That, that's what I'm saying. If it, it if it's intentionally meant to be hokey, then I can appreciate it because like I, I Harold like I'm, I I don't know if you're gonna watch it. But it's it's worth a watch actually. But like there's a scene where the is it called the TARDIS the um the yes the Dude, you can't use that word bro I know. <laughs> Oh, 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 uh, but the 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 box. So as the box was like flying around, you could clearly see that this is like this could have been like nineteen nineties like um special effects. Like, like this is like Xena Warrior Princess. Uh, yeah, oh my this, god! This, <laughs> is like, it really? No, I mean it's a sound studio, so it's not like they're fake. They're trying to say like we're in like a high tech. You know, we're not no, in uh, Thanos's there's, shit. There's one scene, Harold. Picture this. Um, you know, there it, it, it's a it's a zoom flyby of uh, of London. Okay, so they have like a really nice image of London, but then all of a sudden this thing is flying around, and you can clearly see that this is like think of like the mum like the uh, Scorpion King bad, ooh, like that. <laughs> You know, where it's like you're like, ooh, okay, but two separate know. movies splashed together, okay. Yeah, but but then that's the thing, though. Like that's why I was asking Lewis if it was intentional. Um, I I actually found it more entertaining than the the first time I tried Doctor Who, and maybe it's 
the character. Uh, maybe it's the 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 the, the actor. Um, but definitely, it uh, like there was some parts of it where where it was clear that um, I didn't know what was going on. Like um, especially at the end, where the doctor's talking to the one eye, the eye ship, or something like that. Yeah, it's a UFO with a big eyeball. You know, and and again, graphics terrible. <laughs> um, but like he's like talking about how he's the he's the doctor, and there's like all these things that are flashing. So I'm guessing those are all like things that have happened in the past. So those are supposed to be like yeah, his basically his re- his iteration. So it's a little tongue in cheek. So it's like, oh, this is what he looked like before, and then that's the big. Uh, you know, the big uh, uh, presentation at the end when like, he walks out and this is like what the doctor's supposed to look like. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I, I actually enjoyed it. Um, I, I, can see, I, like, I can see definitely where the, the geeky part of it uh, is there um, because like the, the pacing and the humor kind of remind, and I guess it's because it's Stephen Moffat, but it kind of reminded me a little bit of, of Sherlock. You know, yes. The, the 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 dry humor, the dry. The other show that he's he he runs, yeah. Exactly. So, um, you know, definitely something that I might um I, I might uh, delve into, just because like the 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 cliffhanger of oh crap, she's I, I want to know if she's gonna go back to get married, <laughs> um, and who is the, is it the nurse that that he was supposed to marry or 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 the the. The, the, the studly guy. The studly guy. So I yeah, know. after I recommended it, I watched it again. I was like, oh, okay. I'm glad I did that. Good. Yeah, so definitely something. So good suggestions <laughs> to the both of you. So, um, Harold, hopefully you can you know find some t- busy t- uh, sometime from your busy schedule of uh, of video games. to I, see, So here's the thing is I was building myself up to it. <laughs> to prepare myself to watch Doctor Who. It's not a wad, dude. I know, but like, I, I, that's that's my mindset now nowadays, man. Um, and I I had several chances to do it, but the temptation to not do anything was so much better <laughs> than my need to. It's just because, like, <laughs> I, just, I don't know, man. I I wanted to give it a chance. And it was literally like scrolling through my HBO Max to find it. And then once I found it, I was like, oh, Hamilton got released. So, that, <laughs> I mean, Much that was my two hours. That, that was my one day chance was on Saturday when I was watching Hamilton, like about to watch. I was like, oh, should I watch Hamilton or not? I know it was a holiday weekend, but I, I, I just I'd rather at the time I watched Hamilton three times this weekend. Let's just put it that way. Wow. Okay. I had to take a break. I watched it once. I was so overwhelmed, so well made. And yeah, I I think we'll have to punt that for for another review because I think it's definitely in our wheelhouse of musicals. Yeah. Yes. So that's going to happen. I'll I'll hold my time. But thank you for bringing that up, H. Okay. Um, Harold, let's let's get to our main topic. Um, I believe you're the one who came up with the idea. Yeah. uh, What are we talking about today? Uh, Today we're talking about things we'd hate in things we love. So I got the idea, like I was telling these guys, I got the idea because over the weekend, I just happened to catch a showing of The Fifth Element, a movie that I haven't watched in whole in probably about like 10 years. I've always, I'm always catching like pieces in the movie, 
And but for the first time in like a long time, I was able to watch the movie from beginning to end. And I forgot how much that movie, how awesome that movie is just all around perfect, except for me. And maybe I just don't like the guy as an actor in general, but I hated the character of Ruby Red, like Ruby Rod, like, oh man. Wait, which, one, was, which one's Ruby, Ruby Rod? That would be Chris Tucker. Oh, okay. Gotcha. 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 Screaming throughout his whole appearance in the movie. So, um, watching it, I remember when I watched it in theaters, even in 1997, I was like, I loved Friday, which came out a year, years, a couple of years before this movie. How can I hate him so much in this movie? Because I cannot stand any time he is on the screen. Like, First of all, you can't, for me, I could hardly understand what he's saying because of the fact that he's screaming into a microphone all the time. So it's like everything he's saying is distorted. And then once in a while, things get through, but all you hear is, <laughs> that literally, that's, that's all I can imagine him saying. And I was like, is, was there a way to cut around this character? I mean, and then have him, <laughs> pretty much anybody could have done his job. I mean, and having him to be an integral part of the story and be there at the very end when they, like, figure out what the fifth element is supposed to do, like... Coven, 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 Coven. Yeah, dude. Oh, God. <laughs> it, right now, it's triggering me, like, right now, thinking of it, about how, how much I... Like, so, like I said, almost ruins the whole experience of the movie for me because I love that movie. Like that is one of those movies that it, it should be considered a sci-fi classic. And everybody who's, who I remember when it first came out, everyone was like, if this is what the new star Wars movies are going to be like, then there's I uh, mean, we can all just be glad that this is the, the way that they're going to go with it because it's something similar to how, uh, you know, events would be portrayed in the star Wars universe. But then, and then I'd say you wouldn't have a character that annoying in Star Wars, but then literally two years later you have Jar Jar Binks. So is it bad that these sci-fi movies keep throwing in characters that we don't like, like we learn to hate? So that's kind of the basis of where I'm going with this. So like I said, my first example is Ruby Rod from the fifth album. Good call, um, dude. Yeah. Good call. Uh, uh, Harold. He's my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> that, Why? That, that is my favorite character in the movie. <laughs> like every single time he's on, I was like, "Oh my god, this guy's a genius!" <laughs> just, I had to mute him, dude. Just the, the, like the scene of just just the scene of him, uh, like um, like he like uh, Corbin Dallas gives him the gun. And like, and he he shoots it, you know. Shoots and, the guy in the head, yeah. Yeah, it's and he does like a uh, like a true lies moment where he accidentally like you know actually kills a bad guy, and and the, the, I don't know. There's something about that character. Like I love that character. Like he was hilarious to me. So um, I would I would disagree with you, but you know what? <laughs> you know what? Um, go for it. You know, you you can hate the guy if you want. <laughs> I mean, the whole him pushing the cart, him and Corbin pushing the cart, is just him screaming the whole time. Yeah, and dude, come on, man, 
That's the best part of it. Just him and that high-pitched wail, dude. <laughs> and for some reason, every single time, it, come in, come in, come in, come in, come in, come in. <laughs> We found, the, uh, we, we found the Chris Tucker apologist. <laughs> no, I, like Chris Tucker, look at the movies he made in like that sandwich, The Fifth Element, is Friday or well, Money Talks. That doesn't really count. But the, and then after that, Rush Hour. Like the second, the next year's Rush Hour. And that's, that's a classic. And that movie, that movie doesn't succeed without Chris Tucker going into Chris Tucker mode. But like, at least in that movie, he's talking like a normal person and not screaming at Jackie Chan the whole time. <laughs> I mean, he toned down just a little bit, I guess. Just a little bit, it, but enough for it's like, because that's the thing is that the part that's just annoying me is the fact that there's maybe two scenes of him talking like a normal person and then the rest is him screaming. Chris and Tucker. then people were, people were saying that, oh, that's the original live uh, podcast. <laughs> Stupid. Dude. You're right. <laughs> Because he's running commentary during the whole time, and it's like, if Chris Tucker in 1997 can do a running podcast, then we should be able to do that too. So, <laughs> um, okay, cool. So I'm gonna go ahead. So this is kind of a tough exercise, but I liked it. So what I did was kind of reverse engineered. Instead of trying to think of what characters I hated, I started with like, what are the movies and shows that I love, and then try to figure out like which characters did I not care for, or did I think. Like, was it, were they necessary? So I'm going to, you know, I, I'm not, I haven't read the books. I'm not the biggest fanboy, but I do love the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, so I got to call out Pippin and Mary. So I, I, it's a bit of a cheat because I am getting, I'm, I'm calling out two characters for the price of one. But these two were, you know, were, were Sam and Frodo's other buddies. Uh, the second, the third and fourth uh, frivolous kind of, yeah, uh, unnecessary hobbits in the story. And in the scheme of things, like, they didn't add anything to the story. And they were like, they, they just took up so much time, I felt, that could have gone back to the people that we actually cared for. Whenever, even in the whole trilogy, like, whenever they would go back to the adventures of these two hobbits that they were, that, you know, Team B over here, it's like, it, it kind of halted the, the, the action yeah it, it halted the action to a to a stop and i was just not a fan of it i mean i i, I love i guess in in the scheme of like you know in classics and whatnot you can't blaspheme the 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 whole squad of hobbits but for me personally like i was never a fan of them and i i never quite got what they added to the movies except for maybe pointing the orcs or not the orcs the the you know the, the tree beard and the other tree ants towards the second tower but that, that's all I got for that one. I'm not a fan of theirs. And yeah, maybe the, the, sh the movies could have been uh, maybe half an hour shorter if we just cut out all their stuff. <laughs> and um, I, I mean, I think both of them had a pretty good career afterwards too. Billy Boyd and uh, uh, Dominic Monaghan. I think, uh, yeah, you know, they have like post careers and lost and all that stuff. But as Marion Pippin, I was like, dudes, I, I, I don't know if we need to do this. So I, I have to, I have to tell you and I have to um, have a confession um, I, I asked Lewis earlier today what um, what uh, the topic was, and either Lewis um, said it wrong or I didn't listen to Lewis. And oh. so <laughs> completely um, did not get this this uh, this topic properly. And I really the, from from what Lewis was saying, I was like, oh, characters that I, uh, characters that I don't like. Okay, cool. 
And so that's what I did of characters that that's I don't. Fine. I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't know it was. Um, it was characters that uh, like movies that I actually liked. Um, like I, I went for the for the characters that I I felt was irredeem, irredeemable. Like um, oh, okay, okay, that's uh, good too. Um, there's there's always traction for that as well. Yeah, so um, my apologies for that one. Uh, my first one is, and the reason why I'm saying that is that um, Karate Kid Three was not necessarily like the most beloved um, show, uh, a movie ever. Um, but the, the like, um, the, uh, there were a lot of characters that um, surprisingly, it's still something that I actually like watching. But there was one character there that was actually I thought was quite useless. And that was Matt Barnes or Mike Barnes. Um, uh, he's um, like I kind of wish they spent more time with with Crease and like um, what was his name? Um, Terry Silver. Yeah, Terry Silver. Like Terry Silver and Crease were 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 more engaging characters, um, more engaging like uh, bad guys. Where um, Mike Barnes, like uh, like. Uh, he was just an afterthought where they needed they needed Daniel to fight somebody, and so let's make like a generic bad boy who's going to be there to fight him. You know what I mean? And there was the, like unlike Johnny, where there was some sort at least some sort of like um, emotional connection to it. Um, for me, like that was one character that kind of fell flat, um, and, and I would rather I would have rather seen. A um like a, a fight between um uh, Terry Silver and Daniel Russo than Mike Barnes and Daniel Russo. I thought you were gonna talk about the uh, um, bad boy Mike Barnes is a lackey. Oh, <laughs> he was the same character though. Because I hated that guy. <laughs> <laughs> they were the same guy, dude. Except like, except his lackey was a little bit chunkier than him. Like, do you remember what his comeuppance was in that movie? No, what happened? Is he's offering Daniel a shirt, and then Daniel sweeps out his arm so he face plants. Oh no, really? <laughs> and that's it. It's like, and then he gets the shirts thrown back at him. But it, 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 it I mean, the damage has been done because it's <laughs> it's okay. so sad. I'll, I'll have to I'll, I'll have to see that again. Okay, so that's my first one, and my apologies for not being in the same uh, wheelhouse that we're in right now. No, no, I, I think. Pretty it kind much of does. It works because, like, yeah, you're right. Like, as a character, was Matt Barnes even necessary except for to be the punching bag for you know somebody for Daniel to punch? Oh, yeah, it's like, what he, what was he even doing on the screen? But yeah, but no, no, I, I, I dig it. I dig and it. that is a series that you do love. So it's like, it's just it, it is continuation from, uh, you know, two really good movies, and then it's, and it's you, a, you have it's, you have two great character like great villains. And Karate Kid One and Karate Kid Two, and then yeah. they couldn't find like this guy was just like cookie cutter at that point. Yeah, I dig it. H. All right, my next one is so like July Fourth just passed. So there's a couple of movies that they show all the time around July Fourth. One being Independence Day, and the other one being Saving Private Ryan. And that was another movie that this see, this is why I didn't have time for any Doctor Who this weekend because I was watching the development <laughs> and Saving Private Ryan and Hamilton. Not so exactly Private, short movies. <laughs> exact no, the Saving Private Ryan is like a good on TV. It's a f- like almost four hours. Yeah. Um, 
but I was watching it and then I decided I can't watch this edited version. So I busted out my version and started watching it. Um, and I always remember how much I hated the character of Corporal Upham. Um, Corporal Upham was the translator that they hired in the beginning of the movie because he spoke German. And oh. then it was, yeah. And so it's like, oh, we need this guy because obviously we're in Germany. So if we're invading, or not in Germany, but they're in Normandy and we're fighting German soldiers and in order for them to, you know, communicate with them before they execute them, uh, we need someone to translate. So they hired this guy, Corporal Upham, and the first scene, you're already like, dude, this guy does not fit. <laughs> he does not fit the scheme of the team here. And then throughout the whole movie, it's like, every here's a movie where you have Private Jackson who prays before he snipes people. And then you have Tom Hanks. You have all these great characters. And for some reason, I always end up just focusing on this stupid translator. And it's because he does everything wrong and he never gets to redeem himself. There's like literally the one scene where he could save someone's life. And instead he watches him get slowly stabbed, like slowly stabbed. Like, and he could have, and the guy that he lets get away, that's the guy that ends up stabbing him because he's like, Oh, you know, he's cool. Just let him go. (laughs) And it's like, no man, it's like, there's a reason why they have these protocols within your company and you're failing all of them and everything he does ends up getting everybody else in that company killed. And like, you know, the only survivors that end up being is him and freaking Matt Damon and everybody else dies. And it's like, Oh, spoiler. Sorry for a 20 year old movie. I apologize. Yeah. I like, act- Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, dude. No, no. I was like, no, the title of the movie is accurate. They saved Private Ryan, but nobody else. So <laughs> The half the half dozen dudes? No. <laughs> no. All dude, of the company? When you, when, you, when, you, yeah. when you brought up the name, I was trying to rack my brain. Who's the guy that you're talking about? And then you had to mention the, time, the, the scene where the, he's the guy who let the Germans slowly stab the other guy. And I hate you because that triggered me because that's the only scene in that movie, even given that whole opening sequence of like the most brutal freaking war scene I've ever seen. I hated that slowly, excuse me, that stabbing scene because it was so visceral and I hated that dude for just freaking watching. Oh, I hate, oh, thank you, H. Cause and, yeah, you're right. This dude is a is, jerk. It's worse too because anything. it's worse too because of all the people that stab, he stabs Adam Goldberg. And Adam Goldberg has been nothing but like besides when he was on Friends, he was <laughs> like where he was. Huh? <laughs> Sorry, it's just Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I hear that name, that that's works. his. That's his brother. But <laughs> like, uh, like everything he does is like always comedy. So when I saw him first in the movie, I was like, oh, Adam Goldberg's gonna play his usual comedy, comedy self. And then it's like he ends up being a serious character, sort of. And then to see him slowly die. And then I know there was that joke in Family Family Guy where it's like yeah, he gets stabbed and then someone does a commercial, but it's like, um, it's yeah, like Lewis said, you have the most vicious, the most visceral battle scene ever put to film. Nothing will ever top that scene. But for some reason, you always go back to the scene where just because it's like the fact that he could have been saved. 
Yeah. But he he stands in the corner and just, you know. Shaking. like a, He shakes uh, and the dude, the guy stabs him and then looks at him and goes, hey, thanks for letting me go. Oh. Like, the only God. reason I was able to kill your buddy is because you let me escape earlier. <laughs> and now I just stabbed your, your coworker or, your, you know. Yeah. yeah, and what kills me too is that there was no redemption. There, was, he, I mean, he didn't have like you know a master kill later or some freaking moment of like. No, I well, learned he my has, lesson. He, he has the scene where he 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 kills that guy, he kills the soldier, but it's like, dude, you couldn't do that like half an hour earlier. <laughs> Seriously, you would have saved. Oh. No. So, yeah. It was a very frustrating weekend for me. I saw those two movies like literally back to back, and I was like, I hate everything. <laughs> Oh, rough, dude. But was it your turn, age uh, then or mine? Yours. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna go with something a little more recently. So, um, what, what do you call this? My wife and I have been binge watching the, the the heck out of the Office. We actually just finished the entire nine seasons uh, yesterday, and so you know, it's a really you know, I get it now. I get it how this is one of the most revered and uh, I guess awarded show in recent history. Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of the comedy blogs or, or, you know, Twitter and Instagram still, you know, circulate the memes and the jokes from that show. So I get it. Now I get it at least, but I got to point out something. Uh, one of the characters that I absolutely did not like or did not care for at all in the show. And, but actually this is one a character that came in the later seasons. Uh, this guy is Robert California played by James Spader. Um, so if you're not familiar with the show, a, a little background, um, you know, uh, the show centers around, you know, to uh, an office and, and these two, two coworkers, Uh, was Michael Scott uh, played by Steve Carell. Now, this is before, I think this is before, uh, help me out here, H, but I think this is before 40-Year-Old Virgin, Steve Carell. Oh, after, okay, so I, th- I think this is one of his like big roles after that movie, but before he became Steve Carell, the, like the household name yeah. in movies. So in the later season, I believe it was season eight, or no, seven, um, you know, Michael Scott's character leaves the show and I guess for, you know, for the sake of having a boss character in the, in the show, they, they added um, James Spader, you know, the 80s icon. Um, if you're, a, you know, if you're a fanboy like us, he voiced Ultron years later after this came out. Um, to He replaced him as the boss figure of the show. Now, what I liked about The Office, and I think that's what a lot of people like about it, is that even though there are difficult characters or there are people in The Office who are jerks or at least yeah, difficult to deal with, they have redeeming factors. They, they, there's, there's a sweetness to them or there's, you know, there's love to their characters. They care for each other even though they don't, they don't show it in convenient ways. Um, Robert California, this character, like I don't know if that was a conscious choice, but they did not give him anything. Like they, they, there was no point of him, like you know, Michael Scott's character for being an ignoramus and, and being like being being boisterous and all that stuff. We find out later that you know, unfortunately, he had some childhood issues that affected how he how he developed, how he grew up, and he's a little bit stunted. But a lot of his, you know, he, he still cares for his his staff and whatnot. Uh, James Bader's character in the last in that last season or the, the second to last season, um, yeah, nothing redeeming. I was waiting for that episode to be like. Oh, this is why I'm a jerk, or this is why I treat you guys this way, and we don't get that. 
So I'm like, you know what? In the scheme, I, like, why did we? Why did the, the the show even have to go through that whole cycle with this guy? He was only in the show maybe half the time or half the episodes. I'm assuming it's because yeah, you, you get a, a, a quote unquote movie star in James Spader. It might maybe budget wise, it's not you know uh, fiscally sound to have him in every episode. But when he showed up, it was like almost cringeworthy, and it was like, ah, oh, I can't stand this guy. I don't know if we can do this, but. You know, anyway, so that's my choice um, uh, for a TV show. Um, my next one is, you know, of I think all three of us, um, what, the the last Batman um, uh, trilogy uh, it, it goes down as a wonderful, um, you know, movie, uh, movie series, uh, you know. Um, but in that whole movie, uh, 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 that series, there was one character that I realized that I ended up disliking and I kind of now think of it uh, was kind of useless or maybe um, they maybe no Chris Nolan didn't really know what to do with the character. Um, And um, the character would be Rachel Dawes. Um, You know, Rachel Dawes, I I was real. I remember first uh, watching the first movie. I was really excited about the character, you know, strong character, smart, smart enough to be able to figure out who Bruce is. You know, I was really looking forward to um, her character arc. And then in the second movie, um, all of a sudden there's this shift where um, from this smart, um, you know, uh, intelligent, brave woman to, you know, uh, the, the girl that basically gets put in the, the freezer again. Um, yeah. Basically, she her whole purpose in that second movie was she was going to be the person that was going to die. Um, and there was no... You know, there was no ifs, ends, or buts about how this whole thing was going to end up. And um, when I first watched it, um, I didn't necessarily like uh, that the character. But after watching it again a couple of times, and I, I watched it like uh, recently, like a couple of weeks ago, and I just remember disliking the character. Um, maybe it's because it's not Katie Holmes anymore. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I'm a big uh, Katie Holmes fan. but Obviously. I, yeah, but, yeah, but just her uh, her arc all of a sudden seemed to have stopped from you know smart woman to all of a sudden just the person that was there pining for two men and mm-hmm. her biggest thing was she died that was it yeah. and I don't know um, that left a bad taste in my mouth considering <laughs> I really liked the character from the, fir- the first movie. Yeah, that's a that's a good choice. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if uh, I don't know if it's like the casting or like I, I know Katie Holmes is writing that uh, Dawson's Creek high for a bit, but yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, I liked I liked uh, Rachel in the first one. Um, yeah, I agree with Dennis. The second one, she was literally just set up as a patsy. Like the only reason they had her there was just to give him. I think the problem is of the character change of the actress change because the the character that you're invested in is uh katie holmes and it's not maggie gyllenhaal it's so you, you like for me it's disassociated so it's it's kind of like in the second iron man where you know don Cheadle all of a sudden is the new terrence howard and you're supposed to just like okay yeah you know like, yeah sure sure whatever you just, you just accept it um and it's hard in the internet in internet age to just you know have a dramatic main character shift um 
so it's interesting that when they have a character who I think Maggie Gyllenhaal might be a better actress than Katie Holmes because uh, she's had a lot more dramatic parts. But, but I don't think Katie Holmes can bite her lip. Katie Holmes can talk out of one side of her mouth. Remember, <laughs> she had a stroke. She she bit her lip, and then that's the the other side is the only side that talked. Um, but Maggie Gyllenhaal, all all of her lips were moving. So all of her lips. <laughs> oh, geez, dude. <laughs> Lord, oh, oh, I think that was subtle. I think that was subtle enough. I don't think Dennis has to edit that, right? Nope. No, no, yeah, we're keeping that. That's that's we're gold. Keeping. That's staying in. You can't drop the platinum, guys. <laughs> Go ahead, Harold. Um, my next example, maybe my last example for now. Um, the biggest movie of all time up until a decade ago, Titanic. Uh, we we never talk about Titanic. <laughs> I know it's just like it's there. <laughs> I think so. I think Titanic suffers from like the like we talked about a couple weeks ago, the same issue that Forrest Gump had, where it was too successful, and too many people watched it. Like, here's a movie three hours, th- almost three and a half hours, and it doesn't get super dramatic until the last forty minutes of the movie, but the whole time. I hated Billy Zane because he got to play Billy Zane on the Titanic. He didn't change a character. Like the movie I remember watching before Titanic with Billy Zane was the Phantom. Yeah. Basically he's playing the Phantom, but with a bad wig and like nothing about Cal is ever redeemable up until even the last minute of his performance where he stows away because it's only supposed to be women and children but because you know he's rich and everything he makes his way onto a boat and no one even really cares like are there people who are that inherently evil like every move that they make makes you hate them besides the president of the united states (laughs) like (laughs) um nothing i mean every character should have like somewhat of a redeeming quality even villains have somewhat like in movies at least there's like an opportunity to be uh somewhat sympathetic towards any kind of character and nothing absolutely nothing he ever does is like positive and even the part where he has to tell the captain or tell the ship security that hey this guy is no good and if he ever comes anywhere near us how about you guys I don't know, handcuff him to a pipe when the boat is drowning. Like, dude, if Jack doesn't get out of that position, he mur- he gets murdered. Like, that's straight up murder. Like, like the rats on the Titanic had a better chance of survival than Jack Dawson had. <laughs> and Cal almost made that possible. I mean, yeah, you get mad at the guy who, like, totally banged your fiancé on a car and then, you know, Drew her like one of her uh, French one of her French, French girls. <laughs> oh, sorry, French girls. Girl, girls. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but it's like you're the the. This is the part that always made me just see how much I hated the dude. Is the boat is sinking? Obviously, Jack has escaped from you, almost murdering him. So what do you do? You try to murder him again. 
<laughs> you tried to shoot. You're like the boat is sinking, dude. Why do you? Why are you trying to shoot a guy? It's like you know, gave him at least a chance to get out of there. It's like, and then the ocean ended up doing uh, Cal's job for him. So, I mean, uh, you're right. Though. I I thought at the end when um when um like uh, right before where um Rachel uh, Rachel. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Rachel. Um, Rachel. Where, what is her name again? Rose. Rose. Where Rose, um, like, like takes um, Jack's name, where, where Cal is looking around. I thought there was going to be some sort of, like, redemption there. Like, you know, like, seeing her and then something, something good was going to happen. But you're right. In the end, it's just like, nope, terrible person. <laughs> Yeah, and all it, the only comeuppance he gets is an after the fact, like the things that you love, where it's like, oh, eventually when the Wall Street crashed, he'd jump out of a window. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's great, we, we but like... We didn't see it. <laughs> people people want to see. I know. And then he uh, ends uh, up in uh, Zoolander, so... <laughs> He's one of the face guys. Oh, good choice. Yeah, I didn't care for that dude either. Um, I guess we have, uh, our, for our last one... Um, I, this is gonna be tough for me to say, but I, I think I got, it's gotta be said, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people share it deep down in the, in their truest of hearts, but, um, I got to call out, um, Edward Furlong as John Connor in Terminator 2. <laughs> um, I think, uh, you know, the, the three of us, or at least Harold and I, I, well, not as much as Harold, but I love Terminator 2. Uh, I, I've been saving this for my last choice. I love Terminator 2 because it's such a great story. It's such peak sci-fi, over-the-topness, you know, 90s goodness. And what kills me is that the character of John Connor, like the ideal, I guess, of John Connor is really great. It's really up there. This general who comes up from nothing to become, to lead, you know, the human resistance. But the way that he's portrayed in this show or on in Terminator 2, it's it's tough to it's tough to imagine how he's going to become that leader of men. Um, it's great. He has some great quips with the Terminator. Maybe he becomes the leader of, of the resistance because he's able to persuade uh, the robots to be better, but I just don't see it. You know, uh, Sarah Connor for all, for, for, for everything that she did throughout the movie showed to me, like showed me at least uh, as a young guy watching this, like, I would love to have her as the leader of the resistance. Was there like a, a typo? Was there a mistake that uh, maybe Sarah is supposed to be the one to lead against, you know, Skynet? But anyway, so still love the movie, still classic, but it, it does beg, you know, it, it begs the difference of like, where is John's leadership or where, where is that? Where are the characteristics that will make him this leader? And unfortunately, I don't think it was portrayed that well. Uh, you know, maybe it's a choice by the director or the whomever. But yeah, it, it was a tough choice. But I got to go with John Connor. I think somebody else could have been better, or at least they could have written him into a better light of like being an actual, you know, uh, a good guy who can do things for the future. Remember, according to Dark Fate, he doesn't become the leader. That's true. <laughs> he does it like a dog. Yeah, and then second of all. Second of all, how dare you? <laughs> that, again, another movie I watched, no joke, this past week, I've watched that movie three times. God, dude. <laughs> I wonder you can't watch Doctor Who. I, like I, I, You're literally I know, looking for anything else to watch. <laughs> I, I know. I, I, tell you guys, I tell you guys this all the time. Like, 
if the option is watch Terminator for the 100-something time or watch Back to the Future for... I haven't watched Back to the Future in a day. Um, <laughs> like, watch that for the 200-something time or watch something brand new. I'm watching T2 or Back to the Future. Just because <laughs> it's like... Uh, it's, it's, it's comfort food. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's food for my soul because I know what's going to happen. I know I'm going to like it. And then who knows if, like, if, if I watch Doctor Who and I don't like it, do I all of a sudden have, like, a new kind of, like, uh, disrespect towards Lewis for what his choice of, like, TV shows is? I mean, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just... Is, is that what happens? Yes, definitely. You get to decide that he's a terrible, horrible person <laughs> with, with bad taste. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and that's the excuse to get rid of him and bring encourage it, dude. <laughs> Jeez, well, she'll, she'll be on our next episode, right? God damn it, man. I'm still here, but, dudes. Oh, yes, sorry, sorry. But yes, I think that no, is the I, plan. I thought, I thought we muted you for a second. <laughs> I really am not going to the river. <laughs> <laughs> we built a new studio. <laughs> We're going on a road show. <laughs> Lewis has to pass four different types of protocol to get in. God, dude. <laughs> Um, my last one is, it, it, it hurts to say because, um, part of me really likes the character, but part of me despises the character with a, with, with, with a vengeance. Um, the, the character that I'm going to go for, for my last one is Shooter McGavin. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like I was asking myself, who is the one character that has no redeeming character? Like characteristic at all like you know i i love villains like i love I, scar is one of my most favorite villains you know uh, ursula from little uh, uh, my favorite villain um even hans from die hard is an entertaining <laughs> villain to me you know there's there's some there's brotherly love there i guess yeah, you know he takes like, care of his family exactly <laughs> you know but but shooter mcgavin there was no there was no nothing about that person was just a horrible person and the only thing the only come up that he has is maybe he's gonna get beat up by the giant with with the nail in the head that, that was pretty much it like you know yeah he lost the tournament and he's not gonna get his uh his jacket but he's still a millionaire um you know he, he still has all that money he still has all that fame and in the end there's nothing, he doesn't learn anything from the whole thing. So I don't know. Um, wh- when I think of like uh, greatest villains ever, um, I, I will have to go with Shooter McGavin there. You know, it's funny about, I, I think about Happy Gilmore way more than people should actually think about that movie. Um, first of all, the fact that he only has like a five stroke lead after Happy, you know, sinks one into the lake and does all this like he misses all these shots it's like how did shooter all of a sudden become crappy yeah like like how did he maintain that level of crappiness and then like dennis said that's just one tournament there's another tournament the next week yeah and then shooter's probably going to win that tournament because he's the best player in the league yeah so it's like unless another uh, another thing crashes and uh, Happy has to do his, like, what? Uh, <laughs> you're right. Shooter McGavin wins. We should, we should do an episode called What Do We Think Really Happened to the Characters After the Movie? <laughs> I like that idea. 
<laughs> like our like our fan fiction of yeah this was the ending of the movie but it's so open like uh, at least such an opening that we want to find out like what do we think really happened to them afterwards so i like it i like it i like it <laughs> all right so good list dudes um fun little exercise of uh you know we we do love a lot of our fandoms and all that good stuff but every so often there's a little needle that kind of pricks us in the side and we do not care for them at all um so uh, uh any final thoughts dudes uh no that, that's it for me um i, I guess one question is harold um I was going to offer it to you to, um, since I was going to be gone for like two weeks, I was going to offer you to um, to try out um, uh, Last of Us 2 if you want. Um, but it seems like you have way too much time because it it's going to eat up a lot of your time. Yeah. So. Okay, here's the problem, and I'm glad I'm saving this towards the end of the thing. Um, this sounds so nerdy. So I bought an adapter for my controller, uh-huh. Uh, it's the Sony back button. It adds two extra buttons to your PS4 controller. Um, How many buttons do you need? <laughs> what is the point of it? So the point of it is when you're playing Modern Warfare, there's a technique called slide canceling and drop shotting that to do with a regular controller is very difficult um, unless you do change your button arrangements, which you could do, but then it makes me uncomfortable. So there was this thing that sold out a few months ago called the back button. It makes it like a like the controller that the pros use. Like with a paddle? Yes. That's nice. it's two paddles underneath my triggers. So I have three trigger buttons now <laughs> that I use. Or six technically, three on each side. Yes. Don't 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 you dare put your palm to your forehead, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know if I should wave in my son who plays this game, but go ahead. <laughs> but it it it, it I mean my interest in COD hasn't waned, but my uh, I just wanted to up my game a little bit. So um, if you guys thought I was a nerd before, hey, I just spent $40 on something to make me nerdier. So. <laughs> and I've been sh- I, I took pictures of it. I showed it on the box and I sent it to my, my Call of Duty uh, group chat. And they're like, oh, that's so cool. And I was like, try it. I'm the, I'm the alpha now. <laughs> I'm the captain now. <laughs> I saved that to the end because I'm kind of ashamed of it, but whatever. Yeah, um, I'm not too sure how happy I am. It, it was a double-edged sword because my son told me this morning, he's like, yeah, Tita Harold was playing Call of Duty last night at 12 o'clock. So I was like, what are you doing up playing Call of Duty? Say, <laughs> how did you know? <laughs> Because I knew he was playing at 12 o'clock because I saw your screen name up there. <laughs> and don't tell him, but you can block people. But don't let him know that I know that there's a way to block people. Okay. <laughs> but if you ever want to be like, like text me like, hey, man, is my kid still playing? I'll let you know. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Appreciate it. So, yeah. <laughs> or I will tell you if it's like, like, right, like right now, if I play right now and I, I see that, I mean, right now is a reasonable time, but like in a couple of hours. Yeah, in a couple of hours. It was like, I know it's summer, dude, but come on, man. <laughs> But anyway, I mean, <laughs> you only have four weeks left. Come on, <laughs> make yeah. the most so, out of it, dude. <laughs> oh lord. Okay, well that's it for us today. Hopefully, you enjoyed the topic. Um, we are going to be having a small break, um, um, for one week, just because the only person that has a computer that can record, um, is going to be. <laughs> So we are going to take one one quick break, but we will be back and hopefully we're going to be uh, recharged and uh, yeah. more stories with more ideas. 
Um, if you have any questions, if you just want to get a hold of us, um, you know, make sure to take a look at our um, our social media. Um, you know, one of the main ways to do it is to go to the two fanboys one casual podbean.com where we have all our old episodes and of course also we have on facebook you can find us two fanboys and a filthy casual every time the pod goes live we'll be uh, posting it there any uh, updates fun news memes jokes we find online we'll be sharing it there um not to mention are very active this last week has been a great example of how active y'all are uh, Facebook group. So find us two fanboys and a filthy casual. Uh, shout out to all the uh, fun nerds out there making, uh, having fun along with Dennis's meme of uh, what was it? Um, describe your favorite or describe a movie as vaguely and as boring as possible. And y'all just ran with it. So I, I love that. It was great seeing everybody interact. Um, and yeah, let's keep it going. Just seeing everybody in Iraq. Yes. <laughs> Look, we have we have like three viewers from there, okay? I guess what I'm saying. They we, like podcaster too. <laughs> um, and then you can check us out you on. I Insta- appreciate that you play Call of Duty, by the way. Oh yeah, no problem. <laughs> they they hate that fact because they're the enemy. <laughs> sort of. I think they're Russian. Sorry, but uh, Instagram, Twitter, two fanboys, one casual, and as usual, anywhere you can find your uh, podcast needs we are there as well awesome hopefully you enjoyed our episode today this is two fanboys and a filthy casual as usual this is dennis this is lewis and this is harold peace out you know what's another thing that i hate in things that i love what you guys just kidding (laughs) so dark (laughs) that's how you sign off boys